minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Of course, we are here for the Wednesday news edition of WWT Live. We'll be breaking down the latest news and sharing some vintage wrestling facts for you here today. But of course, I am not alone. I am joined by Mr. Professor Gerard, how are you? I'm doing good for, uh, I guess, 10 days before Mania. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely crazy that it's coming up so quickly. And of course, yes. we couldn't, we have so much content to break down. It, it was not a two-man job. Today, no, no. it takes three. It takes a trio. A Dazzle, thank you for joining us. How are you today? We're happy to see you back. Oh, good. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. It's late in the UK for you, right? Um, you know what? With the with the time changes, it's actually yeah. a little earlier for me. About so it's ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah. 10 so 10 it's not too bad. It's not. I, I can do this. I can do this. Fair. You're like that. Th that's enough. When do you? When does your time change over? At the beginning of April. Um, it's gonna be. Yes, it will be in the, in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. Got it. So right now we will enjoy the one hour less difference ron <laughs> thank you for being here tk trinidad um i don't know what she means thank you for being here she doesn't look like she's going to be surprising me with any video packages today so Never know. We'll, so we'll just get right into it gerard i know there, there's a hot uh, there's kind of a hot story of one uh Goldberg. Yeah, yeah the, the term hot is relative, especially when you're referring to Goldberg 2023. Maybe Goldberg 96, 97 might be a little hotter. But here's the news. Bill Goldberg is a free agent. That's right. His contract, his legends contract with WWE is done. He's a free agent. And apparently that has caught the attention of one A.R. Khan. And uh, AR Khan, which could stand for AEWROH Khan, but uh -huh. really it's Anthony Rafiq Khan. Yeah, he is interested apparently in bringing Goldberg possibly to AEW. To which I must say, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, if there's one thing that Mr. Khan has done very well, it's he has really presented legends in a very positive light. Legends aren't getting title matches, but they're being showcased in a way where we're actually very interested in seeing these legends. So who knows? This could take Mr. Goldberg from becoming a, I don't know, social media commentator on the Super Bowl to perhaps doing something he's slightly more skilled in. And that's actually being in the ring in AEW. I, I have to agree with you, you know, and the thing is, is that Goldberg wouldn't even be like the oldest person on the roster per se. No. He's what, 50, 55, 56? You have yeah. Jeff Jarrett, who's around that age. Jericho's 52. Sting is in his 60s now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sting's about 64, I believe. Yeah, he's um, 61, so it, I think. It, honestly, it wouldn't 
it wouldn't be that outlandish for Goldberg no. to join AEW because they, like you said, they have so many legends and like mm-hmm. veterans in there in there right now. What do you think, uh, A Dazzle? Um, it's a difficult one because <laughs> you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big pop. That's that's for sure. Yeah. It's gonna bring eyes to AEW. That's for that's for definite. But I think the the difficulty is the way we've seen Goldberg in in recent years is going straight for titles. And I think that's how Goldberg was back in the day too. So when you when you're thinking about Goldberg in AEW, you're thinking Goldberg comes out and spears MJF. That wouldn't be a bad thing. But then for him to take the AEW um, World Championship, I don't know how they would book Goldberg to kind of make it work with it being Goldberg. Hmm. Yeah, that that brings up a good question. If he were to come in, what? what would he do? He normally, like you said, goes straight for championships or goes straight for the bigger guys. Like I believe Mm -hmm. he faced Brock Lesnar in a non-title bout before. So if he does, I would assume it would be for one of the bigger guys, like maybe a Wardlow or something like that. Powerhouse hubs would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if he, here's the thing, I'm trying to think of a scenario where I would see Goldberg winning and we'd all be okay with it. Right. Um, I haven't figured that scenario out quite yet. I've only had a few minutes to think about it, but, um, I do think this, there are a couple of things that make me feel good on one end. Um, certainly when he did come back to WWE back in 2016 and he fought Lesnar, you know, there were no titles on the line, but certainly after the thought of it's just one last match, which turned into six years of matches, um, you know, that seemingly revolved around championships. Until we got toward the tail end of Goldberg's career, where some of those matches were championship matches, but he didn't go over. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the important thing. I don't want to see Goldberg at this stage of his career holding gold in AEW. Yeah. Now, the reason it was okay for Chris Jericho was because he was their first champion. He was establishing the company. He was a known name who was still actively wrestling. So it made sense. You know, Jeff Jarrett getting a shot the other week at the uh, All-International or the International Championship made sense because of the work that Jarrett's been doing in the ring. Goldberg has not been at the point, even since he came back in 2016, where he was trying to work on a weekly basis. So if this is a special attraction, it's okay that it's a special attraction. Reserve a pay-per-view match for him. And let it be one and done, and we can be okay with that. Um, but I'm not interested in in him. And, and the other inter- thing that's so intriguing about the AEW concept is, obviously, there were similarities drawn between AEW and WCW. Yeah. But one of the differences, though, is he was one of the young guns in WCW. Yeah. AEW is heavily built around this concept of young guns with, you know, some legends kind of in important spots. You don't see Billy Gunn fighting for titles. You see him advising a champion. You know, mm-hmm. Jared is doing his thing. J- uh, Jake the Snake advising, right? So I'm not sure. The, I don't see Goldberg as an advisor. He just doesn't seem like that guy mm-hmm. who wants to help out the young kids. So I, I, I don't know. Now, the danger of this is Mr. Khan loves a great pop. And he loves an attention-seeking moment. So it seems like him and Goldberg would be a match made in ratings heaven, in his mind, anyway. I'm not sure how many eyes are going to turn over to AEW in 2023 because of Bill Goldberg. I, I think I thought of a scenario where Goldberg okay. would generate some pops. Okay. But we were also talking about not launching him into a championship opportunity. But for him mm-hmm. to get a pop you kind of have to put him against the most hated person in AEW. That being just coincidentally the AEW world champion Mm -hmm. MJF. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's a tough spot because right now he's like the key heel, you know, not interested in him fighting against Jericho or Jarrett or so this is a, this is an interesting scenario. I want to see how this plays out. If indeed, it happens. I feel like it's more 
I know we were shitting on him for like, you know, going to WWE, taking it away, but also it feels like kind of, kind of normalized by now in, in AEW mm. that there is older guys there. Like we mentioned, Jeff Jarrett sting is there. Chris Jericho is there. Billy Gunn is still lacing up his boots every so often. So it's not like it's that outlandish for him to land in AEW. You know, it's more acceptable of him being like a part-timer. Like sting doesn't wrestle all the time. Sting is just coming back tonight for the yeah. first time in a while. So yeah. I feel like there wouldn't be as much. I feel like there would still be some, you know, crap launched towards him, but I think it'd be more accepted if it wasn't. But I, but I, I think we have to look at the reasons yeah. why people mm. are upset with a Bill Goldberg. Yeah. And I don't think it has as much to do with age as much as it does social currency or the True. lack thereof. Mm -hmm. um, mm. All of the other names you mentioned, Sting, we love Sting. And we've loved every time we've seen Sting because Sting's always been good to us. Mm -hmm. And I think we also have the understanding that at some point we will no longer see Sting. So we take advantage of it when we can get it. You know, Billy Gunn is hanging, you know, with the acclaimed. Yeah. We like that whole stick that they do, you know. Um, Jared, excuse me. Yeah, Jared is part of something that's really cool. And in all the things that he's done, we're just seeing him hop into a title picture but he's not trying to force the issue. True. You know what I mean? And because he's good in the ring, we mm. rock with it. You know mm. what I mean? So there's that. Chris Jericho has a whole faction built around him. And he's purposely gotten himself out of the title picture. And even when he hopped into the trio's title picture last week, we were okay with it because it was in Winnipeg, right? So I think all of those cases, there is still great social currency for all of those uh, wrestlers. I'm not sure that there's just a whole lot of people clamoring yeah. for Goldberg these yeah, days. Yeah, no. No, I, I don't think that it'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, people would be overjoyed. I right. just think it wouldn't we wouldn't be like sighing as much as we would as we have for WWE is basically sure. what I'm getting at. It'd be more, oh, yeah. a little bit more welcoming um but before we move on uh kings R raul raul thank you for joining us um you know yeah it would be about the same schedule he would go to w uh, to, with wwe again i don't i don't know i don't know um yeah i i would think if he went there mjf would be would grant that's him how the, you, the biggest pop that's how you ensure it <laughs> so, i think it's the only way yeah, it is um, yeah. we have to remember this is the same place that finds Soraya, but not doing a thing to Max. I mean, that's true. That's true. Um, hello, Casey. Yeah, I completely get not wanting to see Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like overly enthusiastic about mm. it, but I'm also mm -hmm. not like completely against it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, JD bringing up a good point. Yeah, he always wants to be seen as the good guy and takes away the opportunities from younger talent. Um, well, he he would be the good guy against MJF, but again, that's mm -hmm. just speculating about something. Obviously, MJF is now preoccupied with as a leading up to the Four Pillars match, which which I'm super yep. excited about. That's, that's mm -hmm. gonna be absolutely huge. Yeah. Speaking of huge, uh, WrestleMania, like we said, is right around the corner. So is NXT take. Let's not take over anymore. But NXT <laughs> stand and deliver. Yes. Last night on NXT, you know the the whole situation with Roxanne is still a bit fuzzy. There's been conflicting mm. reports. Mm -hmm. Roxanne said that she was thanking fans for keeping to support her, and she doesn't even know what's kind of going on. We don't know if it's storyline, if it's legit. There's so many conflicting reports out there. But what we do know. As that as of now, five women will be competing for the NXT Women's Championship in a ladder match. We know Zoe Stark and Gigi Dolan already claimed their ticket last week. Last mm -hmm. night, we found out two more. That being Tiffany Stratton and L I always say her name wrong. Lyra Valkyria. Yeah. I always want, yeah, I want to, mm -hmm. you know, I think obviously Tiffany beat Indy. Lyra Valkyria uh, defeated uh, Ivy Nile. So yes. this and it's I'm not going to spoil it, but they did already tape next week's episode. I won't say it, but uh, WWE has announced that there's going to be a last chance triple threat match taking place mm. next Tuesday mm -hmm. between Indy Hartwell, Sol Ruka and Ivy now to determine who will be the last competitor in the ladder match. Now, do we think a new champion is actually going to be crowned? What do we think is going to happen, guys? 
Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I, I was hoping um, that Roxanne would kind of squeeze in as the fifth person um, at some point in some kind of surprise. But with this um, announcement of this last chance match, um, possibly not. So with that being said, surely there has to be a new NXT Women's Champion um, crowned at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, I think this can go a couple of ways. My theory is if somehow she's able to be cleared and they work out whatever's going on because there's clearly something going on, mm. um, I think she's going to be a last-minute addition at Stand and Deliver. Um, excuse me, at Stand and Deliver. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, yes, boys. They got me last night. They got me last night. I, I, I'll probably talk about that at some other point, but... Those two guys, yeah, they got me with the stand and deliver. Um, but yeah, I do think we're going to to see a spot. If she is available, it will be extremely last minute. It will be day of, and uh, mm. we won't find out in advance. And I think that's going to be uh, a cool game changer. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Um, I think this is going to be pretty awesome. So uh, either way, stand and deliver is shaping up to be really special and i'm very excited to me i sit back and say what a difference a year makes if you think mm. about stand and deliver last year with the 2.0 brand uh it didn't feel very special it felt like something they were trying to do of course we had brom breaker in the main event losing uh not being able to regain the nxt championship against dolph ziggler and so this year the entire car, top to bottom, feels like what we expect NXT to do. It feels like the takeovers of old and how you lead into WrestleMania. And so mm. uh, they're shaping this thing up to be really, really special. I like it. I, I think we talked about this last week. Did we, I think we talked about it last week that this, again, we don't really know. There's been so many conflicting reports about Roxanne. Is it a storyline? It appears it is, but then there's also people saying that it's legit and she hasn't been cleared, but that she is cleared, blah, blah, blah. I think I have to agree with Gerard. I just don't see what an anticlimactic end it would be to Roxanne's mm. reign. Like, I mean, I get it. You want to have some reason to move her to the main roster without her, you know, without losing her momentum. And that way she wouldn't technically lose it. She would be vacating it, which, you know, still keeps her momentum moving. Um, but it's just going to be chaotic. Joseph, I, you know, a six pack ladder match to be fair the money in the bank ladder matches are often seven or eight people so six isn't mm -hmm. really a crazy number to be honest right. with you right. um there's been yeah like 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 you said then there's been more there's been seven or eight people in ladder matches i just man it's gonna be really telling if roxanne doesn't show up one million percent going to the main roster if she does i think she just keeps her title if not i think it would be uh delegated to tiffany stratton personally so a couple of thoughts. One, this this might be a hot take. I don't know. I think it's too soon for Roxanne to get called up. Um, and here's why. She just won that title a couple of months ago. With Mandy Rose being gone, they are really rebuilding the women's mm. division. And we're just getting to a place where we now can look at four or five people that we could say they could actually be NXT champion. They could be NXT champion. They could be. So now she needs to be able to defend against these people for her to be deemed as a credible champion. Mm -hmm. At this point, she's only beaten Mako. Um, and that was a big win. Mm -hmm. But outside and Gigi of and JC. Well, and that was yeah. that was yeah. So two title defenses. Yeah. Right. Two title defenses doth not make a great champion. So I think because of that, if we're going to herald her as a great champion and she still has such a massive upside mm -hmm. since she's only 21, then what's the rush? Mm. We're rebuilding NXT right now. So I think whether she makes the title match or not, she remains in NXT. She doesn't get called up yet mm -hmm. um, because there are multiple stories to go. If she doesn't show up, then it's let me reclaim the title that I never lost. Um, if she does show up, it's I've got to find a way to beat these women. And if I don't, I've got to give myself a shot when I'm fully healthy. But mm. I don't think we see her show up on Raw this soon. I think it's way too soon. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 
Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm thinking if she doesn't turn up, then this whole injury thing is legit. Um, I don't see it being her going going up to to the main yeah. roster. Yeah. Just as Gerard said, I think it's way it's it's too early. Not because of her um, her abilities. She she can she can she could hang on the main roster. Sure. But again, as Gerard said, I think it's more to do with her kind of you know establishing herself as a great champion as a, as a great wrestler. You know, we we all thought this time last year that both um, Brown Breaker and Carmelo Hayes were going to move up, yeah. and they haven't. And that's yeah. not been a bad thing for either of them. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it, it makes sense for her to kind of hold on, carry on over there, um, and help establish this um, new women's division as well, because I think she plays, she will play a massive part um, in, in, you know, in making that happen and, and, and giving us this new, I, I guess, more, more feasible, um, more credible um, women, women's division NXT, given that before it was Mandy Rose in, in, in the middle of it, not to take anything away from Mandy Rose and what she did, she did what she needed to do as Mandy Rose, but it kind of gave you kind of we it's almost like they were still holding on to this 2.0 feel, whereas yeah. now it's the more kind of black and gold, back to the black mm-hmm. and gold type of thing. So yeah, I think Roxanne Perez has a lot to offer um staying in NXT. Yeah, Joseph, I mean, I'm still there's obviously a reasoning for this, you know, mm. it, again, it appears to be a storyline. There's also a pot. There's, there's a, sl- a low possibility that it's legit, but for most of it, I think a lot of us are under the understanding that it is a, a scripted plot. And so that makes it even the more confusing as to the motivation behind it. Mm. Obviously uh, we'll have to wait and see, as they say, we'll have to uh, stand and, and, and to deliver and deliver the news is Roxanne <laughs> going to show up or not? But we were well, talking about. Go ahead. I was going to say this makes an interesting segue into yeah. mm. what's live and what's Memorex because. Unfortunately, as wrestling fans, we have all kind of fallen into this space where we find our ourselves find ourselves asking the question, okay, is it storyline or is yeah. it real? We said the same thing about one Alexa Bliss not being able to figure out, okay, what's Alexa Bliss doing? Then she randomly loses and we don't see her anymore. Well, mm. now here it is 2 months later. We have an understanding of where Alexa Mm. Bliss has been as Alexa Bliss has announced that indeed she had a skin cancer procedure as she was diagnosed with uh, skin cancer, basal cell carcinoma, um, which is a very scary situation uh, to have. So she posted in her stories yesterday and she had a bandage on the side of her face after having this procedure done. And so this is why we've not seen her since uh, Royal Rumble. And many have been wondering what's been going on. There's been a very real issue. And, you know, when you look at this, obviously we are are hoping for a speedy recovery. Uh, They said that the process went well. And so, you know, I don't know when that means she will be back on our televisions. But I do think it serves as a lesson to us as wrestling fans that before we get into how it's written, et cetera, et cetera. Let's remember these are people and there is the possibility that they may not want us to know what's going Mm. on for their own privacy. Alexa Bliss has spent the last two months dealing with a cancer issue that she chose not to disclose. And many kind of just wrote her off like, okay, what did WWE do? Alexa's Mm -hmm. not doing this, but this actually could even explain some of the strange matches she had leading up to Royal Rumble because most of us were like, oh, they just don't have good chemistry. Oh, this doesn't make sense. Well, Mm. I'm not sure how many of us would operate with the potential thought of cancer in the back of our minds, still trying to go to work. So in, in light of what's going on with Roxanne, et cetera, et cetera, I think this is where we get to offer these wrestlers and entertainers and performers and athletes a bit of grace to say they are entitled to their own privacy. It is possible that Roxanne could be going through a very real situation that, you know, she does not wish to disclose like right now. And Lord knows we would feel horrible if we come back a month from now and Roxanne chooses to reveal that there was some very serious, dangerous situation that was going on in her world. So with all of that said, I'm very glad 
that Alexa was able to get this situation handled. I hope it does not return. And hopefully uh, she's able to kind of walk with a clean bill of health. Yeah, she mentioned, obviously, the basal cell is the most common form of skin cancer. So obviously it was really treatable. But they also found um, some other cancerous cells in there while they were doing the biopsy, which luckily, again, was pretty benign. So it made for a short and quick uh, procedure. And she said that there was a short healing time timetable timetable for that, which is, again, really lucky, but still a really, really unfortunate situation. I'm glad mm -hmm. she's okay, but obviously, yeah. you know, there's been so many rumors about why why she's gone, you know, and obviously she set the record straight today. We don't know what, <laughs> I know, go ahead. Yeah, you know, th th this is the other thing that kind of grinds my gears here because the only reason she said something was because people kept saying, oh, well, she's out on a hiatus and WWE yeah. doesn't know where she is. Mm -hmm. So she did it to basically clear her own yeah. name, mm. which I, yeah. I just think sometimes we as the internet wrestling community mm -hmm. can be a very insensitive place. It's amazing. Like fans of the Marvel Universe don't behave like this. You know, scandal fans didn't behave like this. Football fans don't necessarily behave like this. We sometimes can be of a different breed. And I just hope and pray that we get to the point where at some point we realize in the midst of us continuing to tell ourselves it's scripted, it's scripted, it's scripted, it's scripted, it's scripted. Yeah, but these are real people. Mm -hmm. These are real people who are, you know, the travel is real. The training is real. What they do in the ring is real. Putting your body on the line is real. So we should honor them by respecting their privacy, whether that is if they're gone for a while and they choose not to tell us, or if they're in an airport and they're trying to get yeah. to your gate that we don't hound them, you know, <laughs> with 20 Funko Pops, you know, getting mad at them because they don't sign. Like, I just think that there are so many situations where fans caught, well, I can't even really call them fans because the real fans actually respect the humanity of mm. these people and, mm. you know, give them a space. But those people end up being endangered because of the other people who just aren't kind and considerate. So right. rant over or so, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you know, we didn't intend on this to kind of be kind of a medical thing. Um, but there is another person right now who is unfortunately going through another medical issue, a, uh, a shoulder injury, that being Will Ospreay. He had a bunch of, you know, stuff lined up over the next several weeks. Of course, he was forced to withdraw from the New Japan Cup tournament. You know, the former New Japan uh, United States champion obviously lost at Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, but... He's been forced to yank out of a bunch of WrestleMania week matches at both, obviously, the WrestleCon and Multiverse United. Um, we have found out his replacement, of course. Like we mentioned, he was supposed to face Speedball Mike Bailey. But I will say, in, in wake of his injury, I would say Impact delivered a pretty strong replacement. Yes, That they being did. Hiroshi Tanahashi. <sighs> the ace. Whew. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this this excites me on a lot of levels. Uh, Tanahashi is a true legend in this sport. And so, you know, when you start thinking about this, um, this, this whole per, this pay-per-view where you have these two promotions really crossing the lines and working together, all sorts of dream matches are potential. And Will Ospreay and Mike Bailey was one we all went, OMG. Mm. But then Tanahashi, it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. If you're going to replace Will Ospreay, this is how you have to do it. Yeah. I mean, like, it is at this level. So uh, we're not, we're, you know, as much as we're going to miss Ospreay in this match, whew, this is going to be special. Very, mm. very special. I'm excited about this. I think I'm, I'm I'm excited about just the whole WrestleMania week. It's looking yes. absolutely crazy. WrestleMania yes. itself is looking great. Stand mm -hmm. Deliver is looking great, as we've mentioned already. Um, and this pay-per-view, um, Multiverse, it, it, it creates some of the matches on the card. Absolutely crazy. So when I saw Royal Ospreay um, and Mike Bailey, 
at the moment, add, add Mike Bailey to any match and you're getting excited. The same Absolutely. with Will Ospreay. So put them two together, it's crazy. Um, so to hear that Will Ospreay won't be there, okay, it, it, it's a bad thing to then replace him with Tanahashi. I think we're kind of, you know, we're bringing it all the way back to the same excitement as we did when we had with Ospreay. So, um, you know, this, as I said, this whole week um, of wrestling is about to be mad. Anyone who isn't going to be in LA that week, I am so jealous. I don't want to speak to anyone. I'll just watch the matches and not communicate with nobody. That's it's as simple as that. It's simple as that. <laughs> I I will say they did announce another. Obviously, you know, I they have their card pretty much rounded out now. I would have mm. to assume, but I did notice in the last couple of days they announced another women's match. Uh, that being Mio Yamashita versus Killer Kelly. Ooh. I think that's gonna rule. Obviously, mm -hmm. the fatal four-way for the knockouts title is gonna be. Oh, sorry, that's actually for sacrifice. I'm getting my my cards mixed up because they have uh, sacrifice this week on Friday, yeah. and yes. then they have Multiverse United next Thursday. So so Again. so sorry. Mew <laughs> versus Killer Kelly is set for this Friday at yeah. Sacrifice. There's a lot of matches happening. I mm -hmm. the, you know we don't see it too often where you have pay per view after pay per view one week after mm -hmm. another. So mm -hmm. my apologies for that but the multiverse united card is really rounding out you know and first they have to get through sacrifice which is this friday right, and right. then obviously multiverse is the next weekend which and next they've, thursday they've, actually they've even got a lot i think they've even got a live impact yeah. as well before multiverse as well so impact of working yeah wow that's yeah, they impressive. they have their sacrifice then they have the the tapings the day after because mm -hmm. yeah so how is this I think so, they're doing a live. I think they're doing a live. Is it going to be live? Doing Thursday? stuff that normally airs on Thursday is going to be live. So. Oh, interesting. I believe so. Interesting. Believe that would so. make sense because they're that filming was. Multiverse at 11 p.m. I think mm. is what. Well, 11 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, I should say. That would make sense. Um, so it's not going to air live. I don't know because I know that they're doing. Um, they're doing tapings the day after those sacrifice. So I don't know if if those tapings are going to be airing. The Thursday, the same day. I don't know what the schedule is, Gerard. Interesting. I don't know, but uh, it's going to be a treat for wrestling fans all over. We have Impact, New Japan. There's Ring of Honor, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. WWE. There's GCW. Speaking of GCW, congrats to Masha Slavovich, the new GCW yes. World Champion. Yeah, um, yes. yeah. huge. That was huge. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, defeating Nick Gage, and then she also yeah. also defeated Speedball, right? Right. Yeah. Crazy. That was welcome crazy. to 2023. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. It. Um, and it's at their TV tapings. Like, did I get it mixed up? You know, I'm getting things mixed up. There's a lot. There's yeah, a lot of there's, there's a lot of things. It's okay. <laughs> um, Gerard, are you going to are you going to LA? Um, I'm I will know by the end of the week. Okay. I will okay. know by the end of the week. I have a couple of irons in the fire. So okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll know by the end of the week. Um, yeah, Stephanie, yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous some of the things, and uh, you yeah. can go see. You can tweet at Rhea Ripley underscore WWE. Mm -hmm. I think is her handle. If, yes. if people have a problem with it, so yeah. um, hello Bobby too. Um, yeah, Jeffrey, it's it's confusing. I don't. I normally someone creates a graphic. There probably is one <laughs> out there. I just haven't seen it. There's just too much. There's just too much. <sighs> Where do you want to go next? Go well, ahead, I'll say this. With all of this talk of uh, – that's exactly where I was going. Uh, with all of this talk of uh, women's wrestling, we yeah. now have some intriguing news about the NWA Women's Television Championship. Uh, we now know who will be in the finals of this tournament, um, and the finals will take place at NWA – 312, the most creative pay-per-view name of the year. No doubt about it. So that's happening in Chicago. And for those who don't know, 312 is merely the area code of Chicago. Next, we'll probably have the zip code for the next city as the pay-per-view name. But let me not digress. Here we go. The World TV title tournament on the women's side for the NWA. The finals, we'll see Max the Impaler taking on Kenzie Page. So that will be the finals for this, and that's going down on April the 8th, which is, excuse me, April the 7th, which is the week after 
WrestleMania. So that should I, be uh, fun. Yes. I find this interesting. I know we, we've gone into it before, but I find it really interesting that there's an obvious push for Kenzie um, mm-hmm. because obviously mm. her and Ella Envy held the NWA women's tag titles yeah. up until their last pay-per-view where they were dethroned by the Renegade twins. Mm-hmm. But in the rematch, Kenzie was not in the rematch. She was replaced by Roxy, a.k.a. Right. Riley Rocket. So Ella and, and Roxy became Pretty Empowered 2.0. So that decision was was interesting because now she's gone down this like singles route. You know, it's not like right. she was injured or anything. There right. was a conscious decision to put her on this singles route. And obviously now she's in the finals of this. So they're obviously investing her in singles competition. Does Kenzie, mm-hmm. is Kenzie going to shock everyone in uh, unseat Max the Impaler is the question. I will say, like I said, it, it's interesting. I feel like, I feel like there's a possibility because why else would they take her out of a tag team where she was champs and put her on the singles route if they weren't going to surprise us or maybe have some significant plans for her? Just something to think about. I don't know. I think if they do it right, she doesn't win, but she's still in and around it. Um, She'll do whatever she needs to do and will eventually become um, a champion, even if she does, even if it's Max that wins it the first time. And she ends up beating Max um, to to become a champion. Um, But either way, for me, it's got to be Max. Um, That woman is on an absolute rampage right now and has been for at least a year, probably longer than that. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I've seen her, you know, in in Japan. She's been in in Japan winning titles over there in tag team divisions. Um, And she's appeared here, there and everywhere as well. And I think it's now her time to kind of be, you know, push to the moon to be honest it's just Mm -hmm. it's just interesting because Mm. i don't know i wouldn't have envisioned kenzie page in this but obviously they have something planned for her if they were going to take her out of a successful tag team before the before she even got her proper rematch and now put her now she's in the finals and obviously you know taya valkyrie signed with AEW, which i'm sure Mm -hmm. nwa was aware of which is why max the impaler beat taya valkyrie last night Mm -hmm. on power Mm -hmm. um what could have been had Taya not signed? Could Taya have been in the finals? That's a it's a good thought to have, but this is not who I would have envisioned initially as your uh, final two. To be honest with you, you know this kind of reminds me of the uh, first edition of the cruiserweight challenge in yeah. WWE, where you know when you had um, uh, Kota Ibushi uh, in there, who we were all like okay yeah this is gonna happen yeah. right and um and i the other guy's name is slipping my mind and it's it's the end it's the world tv champion right now zach saver jr there it is yeah. yep. so when they both were in this tournament it just made sense that they would be in the finals yeah and when neither of them made the finals then we had to go back to oh they won't sign with wwe mm. and so i think mm. we have a scenario here in terms of why are we looking at kenzie it may be because Kenzie is the one devoted to the NWA. Yeah. Right. Who has right. decided I'm going to yeah. stay while everybody else is making other Ashley, decisions. She you defeated know? Ashley Domboise in the se- in the semifinals, who obviously mm-hmm. was just offered a contract by AEW. Yeah. So, so obviously there, got, there's some politics go along certainly. with Certainly. you yeah. got Ashley there. You've got the mm-hmm. Renegades there. You've got these people who are making decisions mm-hmm. to sign elsewhere. And so you can't put your titles on mm-hmm. these people who could potentially go. So mm-hmm. I think that unfortunately ends up playing into this when you end up seeing Taya debut on AEW Wednesday and then in the tournament the following right. Tuesday. You know, it's it's those kinds of things, unfortunately, which yeah. end up showing up. So that could be why we see the push that we're seeing right now for Kenzie. Yeah. Which no harm, no foul. Yeah. It is what it is. Is it is it gonna be Kenzie or is it gonna be Maxine Paler? We'll have to find out on April 7th. Yeah. Um At so the NWA 312. Yeah. I will say I'm really excited for Camille and La Rosa Negra. That's gonna be really that's good. gonna be fun. That's gonna, that's be, gonna be a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. thank you, Doug, for joining us here today. Uh before we move on to Maybe some more news. Gerard, do you want to hit us with some uh, of your uh, vintage wrestling facts? Let's go for it. 
It's wrestling facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So on today's edition of Vintage Wrestling Facts, let's go back to this day in 1981. Again, pretty much very few of us, if any of us, were born. <laughs> um, so nobody gets whomped. It's wonderful. Uh, there was a tag team title match for the NWA World Tag Team Championships uh, where Paul Jones and the Mask Superstar ended up defeating Ray Stevens and Ivan Koloff to win those titles. So let's just kind of play a little game here. The masked superstar ends up eventually in WWE, and he would eventually trade his mask for face paint to become Axe of Axe and Smash of Demolition. That's how all of this goes together. And Demolition, of course, were knockoffs of the Road Warriors. That's how that all mm. connects. But yeah, 1981, uh, the mass superstar, along with Paul Jones, becomes NWA World Tag Team Champions. Now we have to fast forward to 1999, when I'm pretty sure most of you, if you were not born, have seen this clip many, many <laughs> times. One of the most iconic moments in all of WWE took place on this day in 1999, when Stone Cold Steve Austin drives up to the ring to confront the corporation and he pulls out of course all of this beer from a chorus truck and gives them the infamous beer bath and he's dousing them and Vince McMahon is swimming in the in the ring it's just a great <laughs> clip you guys have to check it out uh it was fantastic <laughs> let me tell you what else is super I was alive for this moment guys I was alive for this okay <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. So the other, and there it is. This is right before Vince starts swimming. I, I love that moment yeah. there. Um, one of the other things that happened that night, ironically, was the big show made his in ring debut with WWE and lost to the same Stone Cold Steve Austin. Very, very that was this day in 1999. Now, moving to 2004, another very significant day in wrestling history for two different companies. First, in Ring of Honor, they had their event called Night of the Champions. And on this night, Samoa Joe defeats Xavier to become the Ring of Honor World Champion. Now, this one is significant because it starts the 645-day reign of Samoa Joe as Ring of Honor World Champion. And it was the longest reign in Ring of Honor World Championship history. And nobody has topped that in Ring of Honor. So uh, congratulations to Samoa Joe. On the exact same day, on Monday Night Raw, the WWE held its first ever draft. Yeah, the good old draft. Uh-huh. Separating Raw and SmackDown, the general managers involved were Eric Bischoff for Monday Night Raw, Paul Heyman for SmackDown, which if you remember your Monday night history, the irony that Bischoff, which represents WCW, Heyman, which represents ECW, are now dividing WWE talent. Pretty amazing, to say the least. So you back to what happened on that night. So going to SmackDown that night were Triple H, RVD, Spike Dudley, Renee Dupree, Mark Jindrak, and of course, Teddy Long, wow. the longest reigning manager uh, in SmackDown history. General manager, that is. Now, the folks that went to Raw looked a bit more interesting, as certainly as history would say. There was Edge and Rhino and Shelton Benjamin, Tajiri, Paul Heyman, and then Nidia. So uh, those kinds of things happened. Wow. And then that night, interestingly enough, again, it's 2004, Ric Flair and Batista, you know, that whole group Evolution, they would end up defeating Booker T and RVD to become the World Tag Team Champions. So a whole lot happened on this day in 2004. Let's move to 2010, because on this day, Jeff Jarrett defeats Mick Foley in a no-DQ career versus career match on TNA Impact. So this means Mick Foley would retire again. 
And I say again, because Mick Foley, of course, had a retirement match against Triple H in a Hell in a Cell Mm -hmm. in 2000, where he retired. And then he showed up a month later at that year's WrestleMania. WrestleMania. (laughs) So this retirement stuck a little bit more. Yeah. It stuck for four months, because that's when he came back to TNA. Oh, my God. That's how the... The truth of wrestling retirement. It's quite amazing. All right. This day in 2011, uh, I have a bit of bad news. As Wade Barrett would defeat Kofi Kingston to become the Intercontinental Champion on an episode of SmackDown. And our last bit of uh, news only goes back two years during what we still knew as the pandemic era. It was the Monday Night Raw after Fastlane. Yeah, Fastlane was held this late. Because WrestleMania was pushed back to like April 8th or 9th or 10th or something like that. Um, And we had fans. It was a limited arena then, like 25,000 people. But there was nobody at this Raw except it was in the Thunderdome. So Randy Orton thought it was a great idea after he had burned the Fiend alive to somehow summon the Fiend back. And so he did. So with that said, he tried to give him an RKO. That didn't work. And The Fiend naturally gave him Amanda Claw, Sister Abigail, and the aforementioned Alexa Bliss was then pointing to the WrestleMania sign to set up, yes, a match between The Fiend and Randy Orton. And uh, we probably remember how that went. And that is a look at your vintage wrestling facts. Wow. Vintage wrestling facts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you yeah. you always have to do that, Gerard. It's just yeah, made it's just it. <laughs> I love that soundbite sound bite too, Jeffrey. Just saying. Yeah, it's fun. Too. It's a lot of fun. Of course, we have to head out of here soon, but don't forget that we have a lot of other shows besides WWT Live. For example, tonight is Dynamite. Wednesday, of course, we have a Dynamite post show. We have a whole lot of other post shows Just listen to the commercial for more information. (laughs) Hey, peeps. TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show. WOW post show, AEW Dynamite post show, Women's Wrestling Army post show, NXT post show, Impact Wrestling post show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live post show, On the Scroll, ROH post show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. I always laugh about the and the person with the green bubble. I always laugh yes. at that. Android. I always <laughs> laugh at that. Uh, yeah, Joseph. It's yeah. Two years ago, Alexa. Yeah, Alexa mm-hmm. Bliss beating Randy Orton. That is an image I will never forget, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Kim Morton will never forget that either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're glad we don't have pay-per-view before mania anymore kind of same it felt so rushed and it kind of a little bit hindered a lot of the stories going into mania which led them Mm. to feeling rushed after the filler pay-per-view um it's nice to kind of just have chamber you know Mm -hmm. and for the main roster it's kind of nice and you have like seven eight weeks to build something um Mm -hmm. Agreed. There is one more show to add to that list yes there is aw all access yeah isn't that uh I thought it was March 27th that was starting. Yeah, I thought it was the 29th of March, uh, that uh, which yeah. would be next Wednesday. But we'll see. Oh, yeah, Stranger things have happened. Interesting. Maybe so. they might change it. I don't know. I believe Britt Baker and Adam Kohler, the first episode, is what it is. Uh, they, yeah. I know they just did a round of media this week. Okay. So that's going to be something to look forward to. But, of course, before we get out of here, thank you, everybody, again, in the chat for joining us here today. We will be back on Friday for more news. AW is tonight. Obviously, tomorrow is Ring of Honor and Impact. 
we got a lot to break down, and I'm sure there's going to be even more coming out of the shows tonight. Before we get out of here, though, uh, A-Dazzle, let the people know where they can find you. Of course, you guys can find me on Instagram, um, Black Wrestling Alliance, or you can find me on Twitter, BWA Dazzle. Also, as well, you can catch me with the very famous Gerard Bonner, as well as my good friend Mex on our show, uh, Wrestle Extra, every single Tuesday live at 6.30. Um, that's British time, probably around about, what, 2.30 um, Eastern, something like that. So don't forget to check us out on the WrestleMania UK YouTube channel for that show. That's something to look forward to. I know we all got a lot, a lot of shows coming up next week for mm. Mania. Gerard, okay. what, what you got going on? Woo! Well, of course, you can check me out at Bonnerfied on all of the platforms. You can check out my commentary work on Southern Honor Wrestling on IWTV. And then you can check out my commentary work on Battle Slam on Fight TV, uh, Nightmare Factory. We've got a student showcase actually coming up. Uh, we're taping it tomorrow night. I don't know when it'll hit YouTube, but that's coming. And when it does come, you can check that out on the YouTube page as well. And then you can check out uh, our merch here. There it is, Five Seconds of Courage. That's one of the shirts, along with Bet On You. That's at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied. And, of course, you can check me out, as already mentioned, on Russell Extra every Tuesday. Uh, right now, it's 2.30 p.m. Eastern until the time changes again, or 6.30 p.m. British Standard Time on the WrestleManiac UK channel. And then my own wrestling podcast, which is called The Faction. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Follow these two lovely gentlemen. I am so glad that you two were here today to break down the news with me. You can follow me on Twitter where I'm most active at. It's Ella J. Like it says right here. If you go to the link in my bio there, you can find all my links to all my projects, podcasts, and writing. And don't forget to follow Women's Wrestling Tuck like you just saw in the commercial for so many post shows. There's basically a show every day of the week, so we will never be short on content here, especially heading into mania season like i said we'll be back on friday for the friday edition of wwt live so for women's wrestling talk of course this is ella j gerard a dazzle this has been the number one women's wrestling show on the planet we'll see you friday women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet